Hello, wonky day, community time. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling this is gonna be a long one. Oh well, not my fault. Um, I, it's been so long since I watched episode 11 because of reasons that I will talk about. Episode 11. Um, uh, this is Shirley and Andre's, like, renewal of their vows. Um, Andre does this fun dance, and even Jeff, like, even Jeff likes this, even though he's the kind of person who normally thinks things like this is, this is, uh, are, are corny. Um, he's got this smile on his face that I just, like, rewatched it, and I was like, oh my god, everybody here is so fucking digging this. Um, this is also an episode, and this is true of, like, the next couple of ones, and I'll bring this back. Um, Pierce and Shirley have this whole side plot where they're going to get Shirley, uh, they're going to try to make Shirley's sandwiches, um, which is this whole thing where Shirley wants to, to sell her sandwiches, um, at, at Greendale, and they work together to try to come up with this, this whole, um, this whole, like, business plan or whatever, um, and it's such good cooperation. There is good growth on both of their sides, and again, it's like this thing where I'm like, god damn, Pierce in these, like, the season three Pierce is, like, peak good Pierce. Like, peak good Pierce. I think that, like, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly who, how he was in the past ten episodes, but, like, in these five, like, he was, like, good. Like, I just, god, if only they could have kept him on that, that arc. Um, this show, I also wrote down, again, this, it's been so long, uh, this show is so good about continual prop placement, um, I don't know if it's in, oh, it is in this episode, um, the ivory headpiece from Pierce's dad, um, uh, gets used in this. Um, there's uh, another previous episode where Abed mentions making sweatshirts for everybody after the, the paintball match, and then Jeff wears a, a sweatshirt like that later on. Um, there's a flyer in, in one of these later episodes uh, for the Hat Club, which they mentioned very, very briefly as a throwaway joke um, episodes and episodes ago, it's just so good at, like, continuity. I love that shit. I absolutely love that shit. Um, I also really love Andre. Um, I think I, I, I've, either I've said this or I have said this to somebody out loud at some point, um, but he is, like, this character that we get to know first from what he has done to Shirley, um, aka cheated on him and kind of left her, and not treated her the best, um, or treated her like a, like a housewife, um, and so it's kind of nice to see him show up and realize he's not actually that bad, and, um, he, like, I don't know, in this episode, apparently he tells somebody to, like, uh, <laughs> oh, he, he, um, I think he tells Troy and Abed to just, like, walk away, and he says it in this, like, deadpan voice, and it's really funny, um, but he, he says something about, like, how he wants to show up more for Shirley and for, for their marriage and, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's nice to see this character growth from this guy who we don't see very often. I don't think he shows up again after, you know, this, this short little arc of him and Shirley getting back together uh, and having a baby. Um, and I don't know. Like, like this show is all about... Um, redemption and and falling falling into a pit and then redeeming yourself again and then continuing that process and so it's kind of funny that 
you know, there are some characters that don't, that, uh, you know, don't get that treatment. Um, and Andre seems like he'd be one of them, but then he, he also gets redeemed and it's, I don't know, the show is so much about second chances and third chances and fourth chances and fifth chances that like, it's nice to see that consistently throughout all of the characters. Um, there is the good line of, don't you dare use your sexy voice on me that he says to Shirley when everybody realizes, oh my God, the hello voice that Shirley uses is supposedly her sexy voice. Um, this oh this is where I was gonna talk about it because I I wrote this down in an in another episode uh, the following episode too um, but oh Britta and Jeff get almost get married again this is like the second time uh, in the show that they almost get married um, listen I okay maybe I'll talk about this later no I'll just talk about it now um, I think that they maybe should have gotten together at the end of the show. I think that would have given it good narrative symmetry in that the start of the study group is um, Jeff trying to sleep with Britta and the end of the study group, them getting together in some sort of way, um, like in a, a vaguely more permanent sense than they do in the middle, um, would lend it some nice symmetry. I will say this with the caveat that I don't think that that is a necessary thing. Like, I think that there is an, an, an equal part of me that is like, Jeff should not get with anyone at the end of the show because I, um, his, his whole thing too is just very much about like the love that he has for his friends. And I'll talk more about that because he, he has some good moments later on. Um, I think really my, my, my biggest thing is just he should not have gotten with like, or hinted at getting with Annie at the end of this. Um, yes. So my my pitch is, I feel like I've, I've seen, like, people mentioning the same sort of, like, arc here. But I think my pitch is him and Britta in this weird, like, quasi-relationship that they're, where they're sort of sleeping with each other. They're also sort of, like, shit at being romance. Maybe they don't live together. The very unconventional um, thing where maybe they raise a kid together because both of them do have that moment where they were kind of like, huh, kids. And Jeff had his moment where he mentioned like being a father is, you, you know, without him being a father, he'd only have lived half a life. Um, so that is my my personal pitch for the end of the, the, the series um, is the two of them end up together in a very unconventional partnership. Um, where they're occasionally sleeping together, also raising a kid together, but maybe not doing all of the other things that people expect out of a relationship together. Um, that's, I mean, that's just my jam in general, but I just like, this is, it's, I feel like it works so well for them. Um, anyway, what else do I have to say about this episode? Uh, <laughs> there's just a, a the, the end credit scene is, Pierce and the ice cream machine and it's just so fucking funny like it's it's just another it's a good moment of like Chevy Chase has really good like physical comedy and like a sense of of timing and stuff like that and it's just a shame that he was a, a, a not a great person to be around and that Pierce went downhill um episode 12 this is the reason that I uh, haven't recorded another 
of these things um, because I, I pressed play and I was like, fuck, it's this episode. I don't want to watch this episode. Um, and then I watched like for two minutes. I was like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then I, I just couldn't anymore. Um, so this episode is the one where um, Hobbit has been hiring all of these impressionists. Um, it's also the one where Jeff goes really, really egocentric. Um, and the, two, the combination of these two things are not great. Um, Jeff egocentric thing is just a very, like, cringy, embarrassing, like, secondhand embarrassment thing that I, I don't like about this episode. Um, but this is, like, the sort of the start of the downfall of Troy and Abed in this season. Um, and it, it just hurts to watch. Um, it's, um, oh wait, let me talk about Jeff real quick. They're, they they do this weird thing where like Britta is, is he's taking anti-anxiety meds I think and Britta's like no that's bad for you because it won't keep your ego in check um, and I think that it's like totally valid to to, to you know talk about um, like the the juxtaposition of anxiety and shame and ego and stuff like that um, and how you know, an overabundance of any one of those can be bad for your mental health. But I feel like this just, it doesn't quite hit that. It just kind of hits the, like, the ego side of it and not the anxiety, the the, the fact that, like, Jeff originally was taking anti-anxiety meds because he was feeling anxious or whatever. So, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a little wonky, and that's why it's kind of like, uh, eh. Um, but anyway, so I just... Troy's got a good outfit in his in his Michael Jackson impression, but other than that, it's just like uh, I I okay I'll I will read exactly what I wrote down. Um. Uh, here we go. Uh, I hate this because it's miscommunication. You're gonna have to trust that I know better. You can't always do what you want to do. I don't want to stop being your friend, so I guess I'll, I'll let you tell me what to do sometimes. Ah. Uh, um. Like, fuck, I do like this. I do think there needs to be this conflict, but also it hurts because I don't like it. And also it feels like it doesn't quite get resolved. Um, so that's all my thoughts in a nutshell. The way that this episode is handled, um, here's the thing. I do think that it's important that Troy and Abed have this sort of conflict because they are people who are so very similar and they think a lot in the same way um, and they just, like, they haven't had any sort of, like, disagreement ever, really, um, ex aside from, like, when they were first becoming friends and things were kind of weird, and Troy was kind of still being his dick jerky high school self, um, so having, like, this sort of disagreement allows them to, like, kind of have their own personhood and, you know, and to, like, bring to light the the where they are different um because they're so similar it's like hard to to it like it's not a constant thing like unlike all of the other characters who are constantly having arguments with with each other like Troy and Abed like never do because they are just so similar people so once we find this like fundamental difference in this difficulty that they're having like it's something that like is super important to deal with um so I like I really like that this ha I, like that this happens that they have this this argument I think that it 
is the kind of thing that like once they get over this argument it should ultimately bring them closer because they have found this friction point of where they're not exactly the same um, and can figure it out and talk about it and discuss it and then become closer as friends except <laughs> except what doesn't happen is they talk about it and get closer as friends um and here's the thing, I will continue to keep an eye out for this over the next couple of episodes, but I'm pretty sure that, like, it doesn't happen. They occasionally do have, like, these little moments of, like, talking about things, but it feels like it just never fucking resolves. Um, and there's, like, this miscommunication thing that they just kind of gloss over. Um, and I'll talk about this in the in the, um, the Pillow Fort episode, too, um, because, you know... Troy mentions, like, we can't just, like, put a magic friendship hat on this. Like, this, like, this is a thing that needs to be dealt with. Um, and then they, they kind of just don't deal with it. Um, but, yes, because this, the whole thing is that this is, like, a miscommunication thing. This episode in particular is, uh, Abed, you know, spending a lot of money doing this thing. Troy going out of his way to fix things for Abed so Abed doesn't get hurt. And then Abed turning around and doing the exact thing. And Abed has this line where he says, like, um, uh, like, you know, you you are doing what you want to do, which is help me, and I'm doing what I want to do. Like, why why is that different? And Troy is just like frustrated, and he's like, Because it's different. Like, because it's different. Like, you're just gonna have to trust that I know better and sometimes than than you do. Um, and it's the kind of thing where I'm like, no, 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 Troy, like you have to like Abed just doesn't like Abed does not think like you, and you have to, like, make him understand what is the difference between you wanting to help Abed and therefore helping him, and Abed wanting to spend inordinate amounts of money on, on these, this thing that's going to, to get him hurt later on. Um, and instead, Troy's just like, you have to trust me that I know better. And Abed's like, I, I mean, I don't. Like, that like no <laughs> and Troy's like okay trust me that trust that you'll trust me um and then Abed agrees to this because he wants to stay friends with Troy and so it's just this like bad bad mix of like miscommunication or not even miscommunication it's just like non-communication and then like Abed agreeing to something just because he thinks that like this will will keep Troy as his friend which is not like like, you should not have to do that with somebody who's your friend. Um, and so it's this, it's this, like, thing where, like, they both care about each other and it just does not, like, come across. Um, and it's not Troy's fault, like, because it's, it's, you know, why, why would you expect him to know exactly the right way to communicate with Abed to make Abed understand what Troy's trying to get at? Like, there's... You know, it's not solely on him, but it's also just so frustrating to see him say that and then just be like, no, you've just got to explain it. Please explain it. Please explain it. Um, anyway, so that was this episode. It just hurt me. Um, this is also the introduction of the evil Abed as like a coping mechanism thing that shows up, which is just so fucking delicious in this show. Um, the like... I mean, it shows up later on with Jeff, too, but mainly mainly with Abed of, like, um, this sort of, like, side of him that, that is, is po continually poking at, like, the idea of being an outsider and just, like, leaning into it and, like, giving up on, 
on the friend group and giving up on on being accepted by his his friends and caring for his friends and stuff like that and it's such a good like he says it it's like you know isn't this a little dark for our viewers or whatever and they're like no nah, this is fine um it's just it's so good it's so good um okay um, episode 13 is the start of the two-parter Blanket Fort episode. Um, I wrote, wait, shit, I didn't realize how fast this escalates. I don't have my Blanket Fort up again. Um, pause the episode. I've got my, I've got my, um, little, this is definitely a Blanket Fort because it's only made of my top sheet. Um, I'm having a day. I haven't slept in my bed in a week. I finally managed to take my sheets out of the dryer, shoved them straight onto the ground, hit this episode, and I was like, fuck, I don't need to make my bed. I'll just make a blanket for it. So I think I'm sleeping here tonight. Um, it's cozy. It's just also very, um, very low maintenance because it's literally just my top sheet, my stools, and a, um, a sofa. Um... And then also my, like, all of my blankets down here and my pillow to, to sleep on. But, um, it's fun. It's cozy. I was sitting here eating cereal and watching this episode, and I'm like, you can't... Listen, I have my blanket fort up for the last episodes of Blanket Fort, so I've got to have it up for this one. Um, there, this is the, this is... I'm going to talk about the subway side plot first because that's kind of not relevant and I need to. Um, I love this. Um, this idea of corpo-humanization is so fucking funny and on the nose of, like, humanizing corporations. Um, and I really do genuinely love the Brita subway side plot. It's it's so fucking funny and ridiculous. Um, as, lo as well as the Shirley and Pierce team up that... Uh, goes hand in hand with that um, again it's so fun to see them together and like working together and Pierce being good and I don't know it's fun um, it's also got this other fun side plot of Jeff not knowing who this random guy Kim is um, I just I love this idea of Kim who has like hung out with Jeff I think he says like 10 times their first year which is not a, a small number of times um and Jeff still doesn't know his name. I'm like, I, I want to know more about Kim. I want to know the, Jeff's side quests with, with this guy. Um, but yes. Um, what else do I have? Uh, oh, this, um, this is also the start of when Vice Dean Laybourne um, starts to try to push Troy and Abed apart because of the AC school. Or the, yes. Um, and so I think that in my recollection of the this season, I didn't realize that the Impressionists come before the AC school thing. Um, and I think that is exactly what allows um, Vice Dean Laburn to, to, like, start, like, fire up this war between the pillow fort and the blanket fort is um the fact that like Troy is Troy and Abed are both already feeling like a little bit weird and insecure in their friendship and he just like manages to poke at just the right moment that it works out um and it hurts because like here's the thing if he hadn't poked at that you know it feels like that it's the kind of thing where both of them would let their 
their feelings kind of fester and not really talk about it because they they thought that they had they had fixed everything and then it just felt kind of weird and you know um it it seems like the kind of thing they'd they'd keep they'd keep hidden and because vice dean late vice beam being the lame ponytail man john goodman um because he pokes at them they kind of have to confront this uh this this rift in their friendship um which is almost a good thing but it still hurts anyway um yeah, because, like, Abed was going to just destruct his fort so that Troy could could uh, get the record. Um, and he, he says it in, like, th- this exchange is, like, a little bit tense and terse, but it is still the kind of thing where, like, Abed is not going to compromise and, or is not going to com- compromise his, his beliefs, but he does compromise to allow Troy to have some, some extra space. So it's just, I don't know, it's a mess. Um... And it leads into episode 14, which is a, such a good episode. Um, this is a war documentary uh, done mostly in photographs, which I love. and probably was really great for, for uh, staying under budget. Um, again, the episodes that are, like, themed, uh, you know, or, or shot differently than, than the, the majority of them are, they're just so good. I love the way that show, like, I think there's other shows that do this besides Community, because I was thinking about this and being like, uh, I definitely know um, there was something else I was watching that does the same thing too. But Community just does it so well and and does it, like, frequently and, and with many different, with many, and many different ways. Um, so I just, I absolutely love this, this one. Um, I also really love the fact that there is a film crew for this documentary, um, that is the Guinness World Records people, um, Abed is not in this film crew, and he is not the one that's making this documentary, in fact, he barely has any sort of, um, like, role in this documentary, I think he has, like, some voiceover at parts, um, and it's so fun to see that, and to see the fact that, like, you know, him being a character in this story as opposed to being the person behind the camera and and crafting the story. Um, and we really get to see kind of, like, the difference between when Abed is putting a lot of thought and care into uh, the, the storytelling and, and uplifting his friends and making sure that, that things all work out versus when he's like living in the moment and trying to hurt Troy because Troy is trying to hurt him um and it's just so so different from like say the documentary that was made about um the Greendale uh commercial where you know he comes in at the end of the day and is like hey here's this and it's this beautiful cut together piece um in this one that does not happen because he's one of the main actors in this in this part of it and it's such a, such a good difference um uh Annie says WTF here in a text and I think that that is the only time that the fuck word is even like I mean aside from like bleeping out occasionally 
um, when it's still kind of unclear whether fuck is the word that's being said. But, like, this is the closest, I think, to the fuck word being on the show. And Annie gets it. <laughs> Does she get the only fuck in this show? That is just absolutely amazing. Um, uh, what else did I, I wrote? Oof, Abed's email. God, Troy's response. It's just, like, friends taking stabs at each other, and it it's, like... It's just it this this episode is hurt hurts me, um, because it is the kind of thing where it's just like, I don't know. I I, I feel like I can't I can't describe my emotions and the, the the thoughts that I have about this in a way that like makes sense with words. It's just oof. Um, it's also really funny to see Jeff like not getting that this is a serious issue, um, because like like I said, everyone in the study group like fights and has disagreements, and then they kind of blow over, um, and, you know, then we move on to the next week's episode, and then it just, they fight with a different person, and then it blows over, um, but, like, it really, truly never is Troy and Abed having any sort of conflict, and so it's funny that, like, Jeff doesn't really get that this is actually a big deal until, like, Troy and Abed are like, okay, I guess our friendship is over, and, and Jeff does this, like, double take of, like, oh, oh, fuck, like, I've, this is a problem problem. Um, uh, there's there's so much love in, like, the two of them fighting at the end uh, in that, like, you know, this is the last thing we'll ever do together, so we can't stop doing it. Um, and this, this idea that, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's kind of the, the tragedy of, like, you know, even if we're hurting each other, um, we'd rather, like, be together than... than have to end our time together. It's so, so dramatic. Um, and it, it's so very true though. Abed, I think has this line like earlier on in the episode of like we, this, um, or no, maybe that maybe it's here and I don't remember if it's him or Troy that says this, but it's something like, you know, we can't just put the hats back on. Like, you know, we're adults with adult problems right now. Um, you know, cut to them hitting each other with pillows, but like it, truly is that, is that this is like the first time that they've had an actual conflict that can't just be like glossed over and like, uh, I don't know, it does sort of get glossed over. They get their little magic friendship hats and, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. Um, and they don't talk about things again and I'm pissed about that. And again, I think I remember them never talking again and I just think that they need to and it's frustrating to me. Um, but, but yes, this episode, um, there's also this, this idea that Annie plants in Jeff's head about keeping a journal that's, like, just for him, that he doesn't show anybody, um, that I think is, like, something that Jeff could really benefit from, and that he does kind of take to heart, uh, in the same way that he takes to heart, like, seeing a therapist at some point, too, um, which is just so fucking fun to see him, like, actively taking steps to make himself better, um, on occasion, like, sometimes he just does that, and, like, you're like, oh, shit, like, wow, Jeff is trying to be a good person, um, and the idea of, like, writing a journal that nobody is meant to see, I, like, I don't know, I feel like I relate a little bit to, to Jeff, like, so Jeff has this whole thing that he says, like, you know, what is conversation if not, like, saying things to, to get, to, to get something that you want, um, and, 
you know, he goes on to, to, to talk about like ways that he's lied to people and manipulated people and stuff like that. Um, and I, like, that's not the part that I relate to, but the, 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 the idea of like, <laughs> and the idea of like everything you do, like being a show and like putting, put, putting things on like for other people's consumption, um, I say into, <laughs> into a thing that I'm recording, may, like, you know, for myself, but also for other people to consume, um, but yes, but, like, the idea of, like, having something that is, like, solely your own and, like, trying to force yourself to make it, uh, you know, not manipulative in Jeff's case, not flowery, not, like, puffed up prose for any reason, um, is it's something that's like for me it's very tricky and I imagine that is that's true of of many other people not I can't say all but like uh so it's kind of fun to see him try to do that um it also is really funny to see him immediately turn back around and be like actually this page was really good I'll give it to the documentary people um especially because that page itself is Jeff um running to go get his his friendship hats um, so when he goes to give them to Troy and Abed originally, they're like, dude, like, come on, you left them in the dean's office. Um, and he leaves, um, and, you know, Annie has this line where he's like, where she says, um, oh, he stayed out for long enough to make it seem like he went back to the office, which was a really nice touch. Um, and then it gets revealed that he, he did go all the way back to the office. He had no idea why, um, this is something he doesn't tell anyone, I guess, except for the documentary crew, if you want to, if you want to put it that way. Um, but like just does for himself um, and he realizes the reason that he does it is because he would do anything for his friends and I like God God when I say that the whole the whole thing of this show is like how both like Abed and Jeff like care so much about their friends and like would do anything to keep this group together and need this group to stay together like yes I go on and on and on about Abed but like Jeff does this same thing and it just has like some of these good moments like this where one like he's talking about like this this thing that he's realized that like he will do fucking anything for these people whatever they need to to keep them together um but also just like th this quiet like you know he doesn't even like question it until he's like got back to the the office of like oh like i could have just done my manipulative bullshit of of standing out in the hallway for a bit but i was so wrapped up in caring about them that i you know did what they expected of me and what what they needed in this moment and it's just so good so good so good oh man um Episode 15 is a completely, completely different vibe because again, we have Troy and Abed and again, I think we revisit their sort of like rocky relationship a little bit later. Maybe, not quite, I don't remember. Um, but they don't, they really don't talk about anything. We just, they don't, they don't, they don't talk about anything. Um, so we just move on to something else. Um, and this is like Britta's carny ex-boyfriend comes into town kind of thing. Um, this is another this is another place where I was like thinking about the um, Britta Jeff end game. Um, uh, the dean comes in at some point and is like, "Also, I'm into trains now. Unrelated. I'm into trains now. God, good energy. You know, I've 
such a such a mood too i have thought about getting really into trains too there's a choo-choo train that goes by my apartment um that i get excited for every time i really want to go to the train museum now fuck (laughs) i can't get into trains just because somebody said it for 30 seconds even though i just spent the the last episode of this talking about why you should get into things when people tell you to get into things in media any fucking way um this has this really good moment between uh, Jeff and Shirley again. A good, another, like, again, this show is so good about slamming people together in different ways and in ways that make such sense, but just, like, they do the same, they do this over and over again and uh, in different combinations. And so we see Shirley and Jeff together again um, so that Jeff can go stalk Britta's ex-boyfriend. Um, and so Shirley comes along with Jeff to this carnival, um, and they have this little, like, thing where I think they're in a fake relationship when they go up to, um, Blade, uh, Britta's ex, where, like, Jeff keeps calling Shirley, like, honey or sweetie or whatever, and, and Shirley calls him, like, sweetie or, uh, like, whatever. It's just so, it's so good. Like, God, they, I think the two of them being in a fake relationship is just, like, it's such a brief throwaway line, it's, it's, you know, it's not actually built into anything, but, like, I love that trope. I also just love that trope when it's straight-up friends who, you know, aren't going to actually end up together. Like, it's just so fucking funny and ridiculous. Um, what else? Uh... Jeff has a good speech at the end. I don't really feel like talking about it, but it was good. Um, something about learning to love yourself. I don't know. Um, also, it's really it's really nice that like everyone shows up at the apartment at the end, um, and they all kind of like one by one keep showing up to to Troy and Abed's house, which is just beautiful. Um, Troy also exhibits a whole lot of emotional intelligence here, um, and I feel like this is another little thing that we get to see of. Um, so like I think I talk a lot about like Abed knowing a lot about the people in the group and caring a lot about them and um paying attention to them because he that's how he functions and he needs to pay attention to them in order to understand what they need from him and what he can do to keep this group together um and I think this is another really good example of like the fact that he is not the only one that does this like I, like I said in the previous one, like, Jeff is also, like, a really big person when it comes to, like, maybe not necessarily noticing what everybody needs, but, like, needing this group to stay together. Um, and Troy, on the other hand, I think is a little bit less, like, desperately needs this group to, sh- to stay together, but is very good at, like, recognizing what people are, what they need, who, who like, he's just got a lot of emotional intelligence, um... And it, it reminds me of the episode about his birthday when uh, I think Annie, like, he, he has this, he says this really, really nice thing to Annie about, like, you know, like, you're driven and, like, this is who you are and, like, blah, 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 blah. And it's so very sweet. Um, he does this same thing where he, like, reads Britta very well and is, like, you know, she's into these kinds of people because she, you know, is convincing herself that she hates herself even though she really shouldn't. And he says this really sweet thing to her that, like, you know, makes her hate Blade or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I just think that that's, like, it's just, it's just a very good thing of, like, 
Troy just knows his friends so well and he sees them and he's like not afraid to tell them like exactly how how amazing they are and that's just that's so good um uh, this is, I probably should have said this earlier at some point, so I could have ended on this nice emotional note, but the, the end tag for this is, uh, Abed doing stand-up comedy about his apartment, basically, um, and it's so clearly, like, it's shot, like, Seinfeld, um, intros with the, the, the lighting and everything, it's just, like, it's so very clearly Seinfeld, and I'm pissed they didn't just have Danny Pudi do his Seinfeld impression because he's got a very good like um uh she's a cow he's a coucher he sleeps on the couch I can't do a Seinfeld impression please don't judge his impression based off of my impression of his impression um but he's like he's got a very good one I think that this was a moment to have brought it out and I'm I'm ashamed on their behalf um anyway good set of five episodes um they will continue to be good uh i'm sleepy now didn't expect that plot twist bye